ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, and our Wednesday co-host is AJ Black from Locked On Boston College. You can find him at AJ Black underscore BC. He is always here for a good time on Wednesday. He has got our rankings from Locked On ACC. We have that for the for the coming season, so he's going to go over that with us today. But first, I want to remind y'all about the season that is the NFL. Man, I can't believe it is here. We've got the Super Bowl champions kicking off on Thursday, but more importantly, we've got Locked On's ultimate season preview taking you through every team and every decision with the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker and Jason Lockenfora. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Now, AJ, welcome to the stage. I am excited to talk to you. I've been excited to talk to you since Saturday. I hope you've had a great weekend. I Yeah, it was great getting back to BC for some football. I got to sit up in the press box and... Um, yeah, it was a good weekend all around and uh, come back and get my Twitter verification yanked for some reason I don't know and go from there. It's It's been, it's been up and down, but you know what? Football's back. I can't complain. <laughs> Listen, that might be very on brand for how ACC football is. I know, right? It's kind of like you're living the dream. But I have to ask, how was it like to be in Boston College, be in the stadium, being able to cover live and just seeing the fans? How was that energy? You know, it was incredible because, you know, Last year for Boston College, there was no fans. It was, you know, Jeff Halfley's talked about over and over again that it's playing in front of cardboard cutouts for a whole season. To right. get there, when I got, I got, you know, the game started at noon. I got there to to get into the press box at like ten forty five, and mm-hmm. the place was crazy. There were people <laughs> everywhere, and people, you know, and it felt like normal, and yeah. that was awesome. Um, yeah. And you know, Boston College has a whole system in place, which was. Uh, you know, oh, I I go over it in depth on Lockdown Boston College, but every every fan had to be vaccinated, every media member had to be vaccinated to get in, and they had a whole system with that. But once you got in, the student section was nuts, and they deserved <laughs> to be. They you know yeah. they did a great thing at BCU. They allowed I think it was last year's freshmen, the kids that didn't really get a year mm-hmm. to just run on the field before the, the team did. So there was wow. the entire freshman class led the, the football team out. Um, that awesome. was really cool. Um, and then the game itself, it was fun. And it, you know, it felt like we're back into uh, some sense of normalcy and I know things are not there yet, but you know, just to see it, it was great. Yeah. We love a team that gets to blank the opponent. It's always fun day when you're just, you know, piling on. I can't even lie. So much good stuff there. And if you guys don't know, Wednesday episodes, AJ brings us our weekly rankings. So we have the AP poll that comes out and four ACC teams sat atop there. We had Virginia Tech, Miami, Carolina, and of course, I can't think of the last. Oh, Clemson, of course. Why am I even... He had to look that up. Clemson was a four team there. So good stuff, but not as good as our locked on ACC rankings, in my opinion. So every Wednesday, you are going to get a shift where you see people move up or down on that poll. AJ has got us covered here. So we're going to start with one through seven, and I'm going to let AJ take it away. Let's let's go one through seven here. AJ, tell us, you know, who made it to the top and who is kind of sliding down there in the mid of the pack right now. So the someone I was talking to today asked me, like, why are you doing power rankings because they just change so often, but I'm like, you know what? They're fun. Um, and they give you, they get people talking. So yeah. I'll start with number seven. My number seven team is Pitt. Uh, okay. Pitt just took care of business against 
um, UMass, who mm-hmm. plays Boston College this week. Um, you know, against UMass, you really can't take a ton from. So Pitt kind of just stayed the same. And then yeah. BC, I had at number six, and it was they dropped a spot, but it wasn't because they did anything. It was just because there were so many teams that were moving backwards that I thought are still better than BC. Uh, mm-hmm. That you know, you can't take anything away from um, beating an FCS team, especially a Patriot yeah. League team. You just you know they're supposed to beat them. You, you know, you can take it away if you lose. <laughs> that's one thing. But <laughs> if you're beating Colgate, it's not like that's showing you much of anything. So they Absolutely. went back a little bit for me, but that was only because of the, who else is in front of them. And then, uh, so the the opposite end of you can't really take anything from that is Miami, who dropped two spots, but they lost to Alabama. And I know they got buzzsawed by them, and it wasn't yeah. pretty. But just like you can't take anything about beating an FCS school, I don't think you could take anything from losing to Alabama because no. Alabama is – they're a buzzsaw. They're a big-time big, t- big time opponent. And every team, 1 through 14 on on the ACC right now, I think would lose to Alabama. <laughs> not just, <laughs> so not just I lose, don't... AJ. I think they would get taken to the woodshed if they played Alabama week one. I don't think any team in the ACC right now, I would give full confidence, that yeah. wouldn't get beat by at least three touchdowns. At least. Yeah, and, and you know, Derek King survived unscathed. I know we talked about that last week. That's yeah. what I can ask for. So they're <laughs> at my number five. They dropped back a little bit, but they're still, you know – there's a couple like every team on here. I think you can say like, well, you need to see more. So they're there. Then my, my biggest risers. I had two big risers in my my rankings this week. And at number four, Florida State. Okay. I was blown away at how good they looked against Notre Dame. Um, you know they lost. They're zero and one, and wins don't count. I mean, uh, losses don't count. Right. But what you saw out of them is a team with a lot of heart, which is what I expected with this team this season, because Mike Norvell kicked out all the guys that didn't want to be there. And now he's got his guys in there and they look good. (laughs) I think they're going to be a problem in the ACC. I had them jump. That's a seven point, a seven team jump for the Seminoles for me. (laughs) That's amazing. And I, I think that a lot of their problems had to do with play calling more so than it had to do with actual execution and who the players were. You know, you just saw them look kind of lost and out of sorts, especially on offense. I think Jordan Travis at times was doing a little too much, but Hey, he still was able to put up 28 points, keep Florida state in the game. Notre Dame didn't play their best game, but you know, they, they stressed them out enough to where you kind of like, okay, who is Florida state? We're putting people on notice that the Atlantic isn't going to, to be a cakewalk for Clemson as it once was. Yeah. And so they're not my top, my second ACC t- uh, Atlantic team though. That's NC state. I thought they okay. looked real good. I, I think they're everything that I expected. Um, and again, they're going to need to show more, but that's where they're at. My number two, I, I said to this to Candace, I think it was either Saturday or Sunday where I'm like, I need to swallow some crow on this one because <laughs> We started locked on ACC with co-hosts, what, like a month and a half ago? And I swear every episode I was bashing Justin Fuente. And I was was dead wrong on him because that team looked very well coached against. Yeah. You think so? I I thought so. I thought, I don't know. I mean, their, their offense was a little gimmicky. Um, and you know, Braxton Burmeister, if you have a good defense should be able, they should be able to stop him. I just, I don't know. I thought I was based off of everything I saw you beat, you beat UNC, you move up. And so fair, fair. 
you know, I, I you, when you're talking sports, it's week by week. So what will yeah. end up happening is Fuente will go out and lay a turd against someone else, and then we'll be right back to talk about him getting fired. So he's my number two, mm-hmm. and I don't feel comfortable with it, but I'll put him there. And number one, they're zero and one, but Clemson, I I don't I don't buy into that they're not going to be the top team in the ACC still. Georgia's defensive line was everything as 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 advertised. You know, they were they sacked DJ seven times. And their Clemson's offense just couldn't do anything against them. But I don't think it's just like we said with Alabama. I don't think one through 14 on any of these offenses could have done anything because that defense was that good. <laughs> yeah, I a hundred percent agree. But I also think DJ kind of showed like, I'm still new at this energy yep. and like, he's still figuring out his way. And we put a lot of pressure on him coming off of a Trevor Lawrence era. So I think that he will be just fine and he'll bounce back, but I got to get back to this Virginia tech right quick because coach Fuente and the Virginia tech Hokies tried to do everything to give Carolina that game, even though it should have been 35 to probably 10, it should have been 35 to 10. And it ended up being, uh, 17 to 10. And I think that they left a lot of points on the board. I think that they did not capitalize on certain opportunities and they were wasting time for someone who has had all this time of possession. They had 10 more minutes in Carolina. And yet, and still, I just, I can't give coach Fuente the win. I'd rather give it to, you know, Trey Turner and Burmeister for figuring out, but also Carolina just showed and laid an egg. If we're going to keep it a band, like they just, I don't know who they were when they went out there, but they, they thought, Oh, we're top 10 teams. is going to be nothing. It's hard to play in lane stadium on a Friday night. Every day of the week, <laughs> right? Like it's hard to play in Lane Stadium. Yeah, I mean that was that was something, and you warned us all about it, Candace. So you <laughs> you gotta check that one off on your box of I was right there because you were totally right. Like, be careful when you say that UNC is gonna be that good because listen, they, I don't know. <laughs> Carolina is hard because you listen to Mac Brown and he is a snake oil salesman. He will sell you the dream. He can sell ice to a uh, a snowman. He is the guy that you want to believe in every single time. You're like, oh, hell, hell yeah, we're great. We're the awesome team. And then I really stepped back, and I've said before a couple of days here that if you look at and analyze the guys in the trenches, Carolina definitely doesn't have as many playmakers as you saw with our Jermaine Johnson of the world, right? You saw a lot of good offensive linemen throughout the weekend. I don't think Carolina has that necessarily. They've always been exposed. Offensive line has always been their Achilles heel. And now Sam Howe doesn't have – ride receivers who can separate so we're in trouble but you know it's fine you know I think this is the one game it was a week one you guys showed who you were now you're sitting at number 24 in the country and we'll just eat some humble pie there but anywho I feel still feel like there's time to bounce back but we'll just have to see so I want to remind you guys that if you are looking to bet on any of these one through seven teams strongly encourage you to hit up betonline.ag get all the latest odds props and contests including Online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest, the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest, open now at Ben Online. Head to visit the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of our opening day promo for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100 for the opening game. Again, I mentioned the Buccaneers playing the Dallas Cowboys. From basketball, football, and more for your favorite. Vegas casino games don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is your online sportsbook experts. Please use promo code locked on. We're here with AJ Black from Locked On Boston College. You can find him at 
AJ Black underscore BC. He will be talking through the rankings throughout this year. So now we're at 18, 18, 8 through 14. We are going to talk about guys who probably thought they were off to a good start, but maybe find themselves at the back of the pack when it comes to the conference. AJ, what you got? So uh, let's start with number eight because it was my biggest dropper in this entire. <laughs> I can only guess. <laughs> I'm sure you can. And that's the UNC Tar Heels who dropped you know? down to number eight. Um, oof, that was a rough oof. game. <laughs> Laid an egg. Like from start to finish, it just seemed as if Carolina forgot that they were playing. Like this is the season. Here we are. No more scrimmages. No more hitting your brothers. Like you're live action. And Virginia Tech has never been anything to sniff at, and sniff at and always been one of those teams that Carolina has to play their best football with, and they just really didn't. Yeah, and, you know, they looked beat in the in the trenches. They didn't look like they had very much on, you know, as you said, the wep- on offense in terms of the weapons. It just didn't look like a team that, A, could win the, the Coastal Conference, and, B, I had said, you know, you know, we were talking about them possibly challenging Clemson. It's a long, it's a long season, but that's they dropped quite a bit for me. Um, <laughs> drank the, you drank the Mac Brown juice, AJ, and that's okay. Uh, it's yeah. okay. It's hard. It's hard not to. He's great at what he does. This is why the first car I bought was I, I got sold a car that had a huge engine problem, and I <laughs> thought it was going to be the greatest car, and I was so excited to bring it to the prom. Ended up yeah. stalling out all over the place. I buy anything, you know. I like I I, I get sold a bill of sales, and sometimes it's just it's a mess. It's okay. Me too. So UNC, they drop nine and yeah. 10. I just, there's UVA and wake. I mean, the wake beat old dominion UVA beat William and Mary fine, whatever. Um, yeah. no, not much to say about either of that. Number 11, another team that rose for me was Syracuse. I put Syracuse okay. up. I thought they looked pretty good. I mean, they were, I think underdogs against Ohio. They, were. they ran the ball well, which Dino Baber's offenses never do. Uh, they've got a really dynamic new cornerback in Deuce Chestnut, who should have ended up at Boston College because BC plays at Chestnut Hill. But anyways, yeah. um, look good. So they they rise. Now now we'll go to the teams that, that were terrible, that were just okay. – I mean, I, I'm going to tell you what it is. Like Louisville. <laughs> Louisville dropped precipitously for me because what they showed me – on Monday night, yeah, I, th- I figured they'd lose to Old Miss, but they yeah. looked every bit as unprepared as they did last year. And I have to wonder, you know, their big issue. I, I said, you know, this is a team that many got. I f- I feel like Mark Shawblock of ESPN liked them. Mm-hmm. They, you know, all all they had to do was fix their turnover problems, and they'd be fine. You know, they outscore, they out, they they outgained opponents by fifty yards a game last year. Well, yeah. they were right back to turnover over the ball and playing unbelievably poor on both sides of the ball. They're a mess. And Scott Satterfield <laughs> is in trouble. I don't know if how he's gonna turn this around. Malik Cunningham. I I don't know what is going on there. And I know they I saw I saw a stat that he literally leads the team in like passing, rushing, and something else and y- like yards per game or something where he leads everything. He's the yeah. best player on the team. And to see last night, like not for nothing, we haven't got a chance to talk about on the show this week, but Ole Miss beat Louisville 43 to 24. 
Malik Cunningham was only 191 total yards for the day, and he threw one interception, but he tried his best. I mean, he did not have any help. Four players were ejected in that game for yep. targeting. It was probably – that's what you remember most, which is awful. Like, we could have a whole segment on targeting and my thoughts around it because I just think it's crazy. I don't – I'm so glad I saw an era of football where, yes, they probably have issues to this day, but I live for a good hard hit. Now, is it is it awful? Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not condoning some of the craziness that I saw. But at the same time, if you're a defender, it's almost impossible to play your game correctly. It's hard to try and like, every single move, you have to just be so meticulous about how you operate or else you'll be out of the game. So I think they have to revisit the ejection part of it. I get maybe a warning, you know, if it's blatant, like I think it just has, there has to be more levels to that. Right. Sorry I for told- the aside. Yeah, totally agree with you there because you see some of these ejections for targeting and it, like some of them you're like, what is the defender supposed to do? Yeah. Like he's trying to do his job. If a def- if like an offensive li- offensive like weapon lowers his head and the defender tries to tackle him, it's just natural that his head's going to hit him and then he yeah. gets called for targeting. It's just crazy. It's yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, Ken. It's like, yeah, flags or, or warnings I think are the best way to do it. And not for nothing, we also have Matt Corral, who clearly had one of the best games, and he is now on Heisman Watch. We thought we'd be talking about Sam Howell, but here we are. It's fine. <laughs> totally <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> but, but Louisville overall looked terrible. I completely agree with yeah, that. Yeah, and, and the score doesn't dictate it because they were out of that game by the end of the first quarter. Yeah. Um, but So they dropped a lot. And, but you know yeah. what? Malik Cunningham, he, as you just said, like he's he might be good enough to win some games just running the ball over and over again if he has to. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're gonna, they've got a, an uphill climb. Um, another one dropped down three spots for me is Georgia tech, a team I thought was going to be good. I, another team. I, yeah. Now that's one I believe too, AJ, I definitely was in on coach Collins and I thought they were going to have a different year, but Jeff Sims being injured in the first game in the second quarter, I was like, okay, you you don't have the greatest backup, but also they were all over the place in terms of their game. And you don't lose to Northern Illinois, a team that only won one game last year in the Mac. Yeah, and you know the 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 big thing was Thomas Hammock, the head coach of um, NIU, said after the game that he had, and I I don't have the the notes in front of me, but a formation that he kept calling over and over again that Georgia Tech just had no answer to, and Mm -hmm. he was just coaching circles around Jeff Collins, and it was I mean I know a lot of Georgia Tech people were really bummed after that game. It was a tough loss. I mean to to lose to NIU as you said won one game last year bad loss for the for the for the yellow jackets and really you know it depends on how bad that injury is to sims but they, they could be in some tough shape moving forward i'm not gonna say we should bring back the triple option but i'm not gonna say we shouldn't you know what i mean like yep. I, it, it, it was working it's it's a hard to defend and i think it's one of those staple things that georgia tech had going for them but now it's like okay you're trying to be like everybody else but it's not working for you you know th- this I, I think there's nothing wrong with the triple option like right. army has made their bones with it like they they are a program that can like win games with that. Like mm-hmm. if you're a team, I guess Georgia Tech, I, Georgia Tech can recruit, but like think of like, t- I think of teams like UMass or UConn or like some of these other schools that are independent. Like what, what hurts doing the triple option? Like you could get guys in here to do it. You're not going to get yeah. guys to the pros anyway. So why not try it out? Exactly. Exactly. All right. Is that your worst team? Of the no, Duke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not nice. Dude, okay. Poor Duke. Like, <laughs> You know, David Cutcliffe is a nice guy. He and, is. You know, Mateo Durant is a good running back, but there Absolutely. is nothing on that team. And they lost to Charlotte, who has, you know, Will Healy's a good coach, but oof, 
It's going to be a long season for them. I don't know. I was telling JJ though, like this is low key, you know, how is Coach K's farewell tour? I, I think this is silent, quiet as is kept, Coach Cut's retirement tour as well. We just don't, it's not been officially announced because if they can't beat Charlotte, it's time you have an evaluation, right? It's time you go maybe enjoy family. It's time that you maybe think that you pass the torch and figure who's next. And if that's the case, we have again a whole episode about who would want the Duke job. It's not a poor job, it's not an awful job, but at the same nope. time, it's a lot. Is a lot to take on. There's a different, you know, experience there. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those programs where you got to get the right person in there. And if you fail, it's ooh, you're you're now 10 years behind. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. A hundred percent agree. Now, did you guys know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? It is really that surprising though, because the game is rigged against you. Introducing Stat Hero, it's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. You name the stakes, winner takes all. You have the advantage, and Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. If you're in total control, Stat Hero is a draft fantasy sports the way it has it was meant to be one on one. You gotta play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. That's stathero.com slash locked on. And after you do that, you've got everything going with your stat hero, you might as well get your snack ready for, again, another great football season and that. You can't go without Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever with nine delicious flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate. Built Bar is even more delicious. So there's something for everyone. Know what my favorite flavor is? Personally, I like mint brownie. You can do a little peanut butter brownie every now and again. But if you want to get a little taste of everything, certainly suggest you guys try the mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar's flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 to 18 grams of protein and just 4 to 5 grams of sugar. Order today and get that mint brownie or that peanut butter brownie or whatever you like by going to BillBar.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. Wrapping up today's show here with AJ Black from Locked on Boston College. And listen, I would love to go back to you know, final thoughts. You're talking about Carolina, but more importantly, the highs and lows that is the ACC. I think for me, I wasn't expecting it to be so lackluster. Like, of course, we're going to lose some games. I, Miami, fine. Georgia, Clemson, I thought it was, I thought that that was going to be the game that everyone had such high expectations for. They were going to carry the conference. It really turned out to be Florida State and Notre Dame. I just, I was so impressed with how Florida State stepped up. And being in Tallahassee, they've really fed into the energy. Can't say that for every team, though. Like, it really just was not the case. What were your thoughts, you know, just going into week one and seeing all the action? It just seemed it was it's exciting to watch teams play. And as yeah. I said before, I was wrong on a, just the first week on a, quite a few things. And I will eat humble <laughs> okay. pie for all of that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I liked seeing the energy, seeing the fans back, you know, yeah. the 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 scene that will always stick with me about the start of the season gonna, has to be the Enter Sandman for Lane Stadium. That mm. place was crazy. To see the energy there and just yeah. to that feel like, you know, at the end of the day, you, you get back to the ACC didn't look great, but, you know, college football's back in a normal way. And that's great. 
that yeah. it feels normal. It feels like you're watching college football. You know, last year was it was nice to have it, but it felt wonky. You know, you had, you know, you had games where like Trevor Lawrence missed and you had, you know, games getting canceled all over the place. And people were just more concerned about being safe than getting the games on. Now that they can get the games going, it's like, Ooh, this is, this is nice. This feels, feels normal again. I keep saying that, but um, to see that, that was great. Um, In terms of the ACC, you know, obviously Clemson, uh, losing was a big, it was big because they're the you know flagship school right now of the conference. Mm-hmm. And to see them get beat up so badly by, <laughs> by Georgia was, was surprising. Yeah. Um, and to see B, I see the ACC basically, I think they went 0 and 3 against the SEC. Mm-hmm. Not good. Um, and now you get a couple more swings at it. You have Pitt this week yeah. against T- Tennessee. And then neck, uh, two weeks from now, you get BC and Mizzou. Uh, two mm-hmm. just you know two random pairings, but you get those chances to get some get some um some swings back at the other conference. But uh, all in all, it was it was a tough week for the conference. But you know, I think Clemson will eventually turn it around. Getting a, a health man, think about it now, right? The way Clemson's playing, the way they looked against Florida State, you know, with yeah. what happened last year between those two schools, that's gonna be a fun game. <laughs> Florida State's gonna be, agree. Yeah. Florida State's going to be amped up because of what Clemson, you know, all that, all that drama that went on between the, the two schools. So uh, yeah. that's going to be something fun. So that's, you know, you get some new storylines in there. Um, and then you got to see the other programs, see who else can kind of rise up. Can Boston college rise up? Can Pitt rise up? Uh, is Virginia tech as real as it is? Um, you know, these are things that we'll learn more from, but you get the kind of first nugget in that first week. Yeah, I think people thought Clemson was going – like, they look at the schedule like, oh, well, Clemson, Clemson pretty much has a cakewalk for the rest of the year. And while, you know, I do think it's going to be better for them, they're going to come off this loss and feel really good. They're, like, really hungry. I don't think it's going to be as easy as people think. I see some of these teams, especially the NC States and the Florida States of the world, even Boston College, right? And I say, okay, build your COVID and Zay Flowers had it. They were both players of the week in their respective categories. They came out looking great defensively. Boston College is still figuring out, but I felt good about what I've been predicting that Boston College is going to be scary. Seeing Florida State just step up to the plate, seeing NC State just, you know, bulldoze USF. And while that wasn't exactly the best opponent, you still had NC State's playmakers delivering at a high level. I think you could almost argue that they deserve to be the top 25, but hopefully once they play a couple more games in season, we can definitely find them somewhere because Ricky Persons, Bam Knight going off, Devin Leary doing what he had to do, but defensively Tanner Engel, Peyton Wilson holding it down. So I'm just excited about what's to come from conference play. I think if anything, the Virginia Tech Carolina game gave you a taste of when you get in there, right? It might be you're an underdog, but you don't have to leave the underdog every that's why you play the game that's why we predict all summer and we give our little list but it does not matter until the whistle blows and we see it firsthand yeah absolutely i totally agree with you like yeah th- like you know i i have a tendency to be more dramatic to get into <laughs> negative things but uh, you know as you're you're saying right you know ricky person like that was one name that popped off and in yeah. uh jordan scott at, at florida state right you get these new names that pop up you're like whoa okay yeah it's gonna be fun to watch some of these new new stars pop up and maybe dj uagalale is not at the heisman level yet but he will he'll get there yeah. um yeah. and to watch him grow that's it's not, it's it's more fun to watch a clemson as you said a clemson team grow 
or a good team grow than to just be a truck all the time. Right. You don't like what's fun about watching Alabama just shred everybody. I mean, I guess it's fun, but it's, it's not, fun for Alabama, but that nobody else. No, you're right. absolutely right. You want to see, you want to see the battle. You want to see the, the struggle. And yeah. that shows you what kind of coach Dabo is, right? If Dabo can take a team that eh, is looking great now, but all of a sudden by the end of the year, they're clicking, they're scoring 40 points a game. Okay. You're starting to see why Clemson's Clemson. And that yeah. that's much more fun than watching them just run through everybody. It's it just from a neutral perspective, you know? We we Dabo loves a sob story. He loves Ugh. to have that fake chip. So if anything, he is going to relish in this fact. He's going to speak to those players next game. and He's going to speak to them come into season the ACC championship game like nobody believed in y'all week one. Everyone called y'all out and said you were done for DJ. Blah, blah. Like it's, it's right. It's painting itself. Okay, like this is exactly the storyline we're going to see at the end of the season. I can, I put, I won't put my rent check up close, but it would be close. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, yep. AJ, so appreciate your time. Can you please remind folks of where they can find you and follow your work? Yeah, I'm the editor and publisher of bcbulletin.com, part of the Fan Nation Sports Illustrated Network. You can check out all my work there. Um, I'm also the host of Locked On Boston College. Uh, we do a show five days a week if you want to hear more about my thoughts about BC. Talk about everything. I talked about Randy Etzel yesterday, had, uh, who just left <laughs> at UConn. Uh, and I can spin that into a Boston College story. I'm very good at that. Uh, check that out, Locked On BC, on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. No doubt. And we'll have the full list of AJ's power rankings there on at locked on ACC. We'll have that for you and you guys can follow. Make sure you subscribe to the pod on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And of course, you can listen to us and find us, watch us, all that good stuff on YouTube. Reminder that if you have not yet and you want to bet on the season with a podcast, we strongly encourage you hit up new Locked On Bets with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. You can find that podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts as well. Brought to you by betonline.ag. For Candace Cooper and AJ Black, we hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Happy Wednesday. Make it great. And until next time. All right.